Hello all and welcome to Adapter. I am founder of Adapter and host of this podcast. Today we are going to do a Q&A with Monica Bajaj. Monica is currently VP of Engineering at Okta. She is a seasoned engineering leader with decades of industry experience building and scaling global diverse teams across both the consumer and enterprise space. She also recently served as a technology board member and chief compliance officer for Women in Localization, a global non-profit organization focused on women mentorship and localization activities. In 2021, she won the Mentor of the Year award from the Women Tech Network. In 2020, she was selected as one of the top 60 women technical leaders to watch by the Girl Geek X community across Fortune 500 companies. She also is an active speaker and a blogger on the topics of diversity and leadership in workforce including the upcoming generation. So let's get started. So first of all, welcome to Adaptop Monica. I really want to say one thing before we get started. I always say this to people that somebody is living your future and if you want to grow, you basically have to stop them or you have to, you know, look up to them. and i personally feel that you are living my future so you have no idea how much i'm excited today to actually interview you so welcome and thank you for actually spending this time during the holiday times for me well thank you sapna and as i said right you know we all look upon each other so follow you know our role models and you have really touched my heart let's put it this way <laughs> uh why don't we get started monica with a little bit of background about yourself in particular mm-hmm. what we would like to know is when mm-hmm. was the moment when you actually decided to step into management well uh i would say it was an opportunity and why i'm saying is is an opportunity i was an individual contributor you know doing a, working as a developer as a tech lead for many years and then i got an opportunity to move into people management uh around like i would say like almost 15 15 to 20 15 to 18 years back and i was debating should i do it should i not do it and at that point in time i realized like okay let me just give it a try it's like opportunity has landed and when i started doing it i really enjoyed working with people looking at the people aspect looking at the technology aspect both together and that's where i felt like i have these these are more strengths you know for me so i continued on that path and in this did you ever had like a career like a career coach or a mentor or a sponsor and how did you actually find those so the concept of career coach or a mentor did not exist we all know right for if we, if you look back 15 years back this is like recent uh, you know i would say like a structured program kind of right but during my this journey you know i always had some trusted people whether it can be your family whether it can be you know professional uh, mentors uh, and the best part i would say is like you know yes people are some people are very fortunate to have a dedicated mentor and i did like for many years but the best way you do not need a mentor at all times i feel it's important for you to understand um basically doing a reflection on yourself and understanding hey these are my strengths these are my areas of opportunities and when you are working with people whether it is your uh, person who is reporting into you or the person above you a person around you 
you observe them very carefully and understand like and see like you can pick some really good nuggets during those conversations and i'll tell you honestly most of my growth which has happened in my career is by doing that observation only uh, i never had a career coach and i still don't have a you know coach dedicated coach um mentors uh, i do have multiple mentors but not like you know i am having a dedicated session it depends on what i need and i reach out to them and get their advice from time to time oh awesome and actually it's good to hear this from you because i also many a times i have learned by observing uh, leaders mm-hmm. like you so mm-hmm. it's good to see that actually, this is actually a very normal thing that people do it is it is and i highly highly recommend i'll tell you like you know i reading books has been so blissful for me uh, i read many books and i follow uh, some of the leaders and i have learned so much and i i hope one of those days like one of these days in my life you know i get to meet with them in person yeah and um monica i mean you are a vp of engineering you also are a mother and i have i've heard your stories about how your journey was as a parent Mm-hmm. and you are an active speaker and you are actually i have seen so much of your like blogs and your uh, videos about leadership and you take diversity into a next level and you are very passionate about it mm-hmm. how is your typical day like how does your week look like in all of this well as a vp of engineering of course the first and foremost thing is taking care of your team that's your you know the first thing i keep in mind but at the same time for me people are very very important the team which you are working with is very important so my day as a vp is you know not predictable i do not know what challenge is going to come but the way i look at it is the day the night before i always go back to check what is next for me tomorrow and that's the way i plan in the morning sometimes the plan works sometimes it doesn't but one thing remember is no matter where you are in your career uh, always be prepared that's something which i learned more and more i'm a scout mom as well and in boy scouts they tell always be prepared right no matter what so that is always there uh, because you never know what the ask can be from your team or from your leaders so be there uh, have a good balance on you know a mix of technical understanding and people understanding because you're solving problem solve people problems sometimes you have to take hard decisions as well so in a typical day i can go through all these moments uh, but i also try to be disciplined to i would not call it as a work life balance but also keep in mind that you are investing in yourself during that week at least spend few hours it can be a reflection it can be something you are really passionate about and you want to do it so typically i carve out like few hours either later during the day after the work is all done or basically on friday which is a little slow slow day you know sometimes and my teams are distributed so sometimes you know i get that time uh, at the end of the week uh, for few hours i would say like spend like two two hours or so at the end of the day and see like hey how it is looking Oh, cool. And how do you balance this with your personal life? Personal life, I mean, luckily, I would say like this question would have been hard to answer a um, few years back when I my kids were very little. Um, I have a, a college going uh, kid, my daughter. 
so obviously she's on her own uh, i help yeah. her out when she needs me um and my younger one is in high school so obviously you know i do spend time with him um when he's back from school i do definitely make sure like i spend at least 45 minutes with him when he comes back from school checking how was the day because i think it is really important uh not just as a mother as a parent you have to make sure like you know uh, it's very easy to get uh, uh engaged in just your work and because you love it right and there is no end to it and kids do watch it so it's really important to have the right balance in being available for them because you know they they grow up so fast and one day they will just go and these moments um will linger with them so um it's really important to have those and um there was a time in my life um when my elder one was very little and the nature of the job was like that i had to that was my first management gig and i was spending almost 16 to 17 hours every day at work you know balancing work and family and my husband was supporting as well but the the bonding between uh, you know the ma- ma- myself as a mom and my daughter obviously was a little bit tight i mean in the sense like tight in a other way um and we were at a point you know i was like okay i really need to stop this because i really want to make sure that i'm spending time with her and um, but you learn from that mistake and say like okay you need to carve out like yeah. some time so i'll give you one tip what i have done is i have put in my calendar because my life lives on my calendar i have put in my calendar like take a break for 45 minutes right go and yeah. talk to your take kids are here so that reminds me to get up from my in my from my office and go downstairs and spend some time and yeah. thank god you know remote working has been a blessing as well in this case i would say yeah yeah thank you monica for sharing that piece with us uh, i would also like to understand what was the biggest challenge that you had in your career you would say um the biggest challenge wow that's that's a you know we had uh, i would say like not from a career perspective i would say i had a biggest challenge but you know we had cha- i had challenge where and that that's the reason you know i'm very passionate about this thing because when you face challenges in your life you don't want those challenges in other people's lives so you want to make that impact the biggest challenge i had was when i was questioned being as a woman leader that how can a woman of color be a woman leader and this is several years back um i never expected that uh and it was very shocking for me it almost uh, broke my confidence this was the starting point of my career in the management um but you know i would say like it was hard for me to assemble myself i can tell you that and uh with the support of people around me um i was able to build that confidence back and learned quite a bit from that lesson that you will always have people around you who will not believe in you but it is you will always also have people who will be believing in you so lean on to that those people and also make sure uh that you you know who you are right so believing in yourself is super super important a uh, lot of times you know we 
we do not we underestimate our capability and that incident taught me a lot i would say yeah and uh, marika you also mentioned that the challenges that you faced you don't want others to face it and yes. i'm glad that women like you actually think that way because you have made it at least a little bit easier on us because now having a woman in color as a leader is not something that is it is at least not to the the extent that you must have seen yeah. it's not at least that much a problem mm-hmm. that much looked down upon mm-hmm. thank you for actually making this journey for us thank you so and this is more of a question i had for myself and i'm being mm-hmm. a little selfish here mm-hmm. uh, how does onboarding looks like for leaders like you like if tomorrow you have to move to and hypothetically you have to move to a different company as a vp mm-hmm. how that onboarding will look like so the you know, i mean a different levels have different uh, onboarding but as a vp uh, i when i onboarded um, at octa the first and foremost is understanding um, you know your uh, the people around you so connecting with them the more connection you build you also get to know them and you know you they also get to know you so your peers uh, your stakeholders um your team um so spend a lot of time in getting to know them and during those conversations under definitely understand you know how how you can help them and they can you know um how you can get help from them and how you can help them of course you don't have all the answers because you are onboarding but getting to know those touch points is very very important and when you get those touch points you learn a lot you build those relationships because higher up you go relationships matter a lot uh you will not be actually doing the the groundwork but how you are going to make it easier for your team in terms of articulating them articulating that piece of you know work is really really important uh also as you are onboarding do understand uh the complexities as well because a lot of times uh as a leader and especially being an engineer at heart which never dies uh you get into you know there is always a tendency of getting into too much you know depth so lean on to your uh directs as well to bring you up to speed uh asking the right set of questions is really really important um and as you start on boarding after meeting people you also want to have regular sync ups with them um have a buddy i would say have a buddy everywhere you know in every level where you go because they help you navigate um through this process uh, not just like you know within the team but how the company looks like you know what are the tools and all that i mean all of us have to use at some point um and then the third part is uh, as you are navigating through these uh, challenges or you know critical um, items start thinking from the big picture right the big vision because as a leader you need to look for uh, sometimes you have to do deeper dives and sometimes you have to look from a bigger lens like okay what does it mean for my team uh, so that's that's really important got it got it and uh, monica i mean you have seen an entire generation thriving in this field now uh-huh. do you have any any kind of regrets or any work issues or hurdle that you wish we as a society would have already overcome 
and it was not even a topic to discuss at this point well if i have to look back uh i would say like you know i wish i had awareness about hey it's okay to reach out to people right when i was going in my career there was there was always that you know growing up you know you always wanted to do the best right and when you are not performing the best where you basically having your own bar i'm not talking about you know what people are saying but having your own bar is really important and i have this still today and sometimes i beat myself for that too which is not a good idea but that's the way it is right so when you are not meeting your bar rather than trying to solve it yourself i wish i you know i had that opportunity or i thought about it like hey it's okay to lean on to other people who know this how to do it and that definitely uh, i encourage everybody that you are not alone in this journey it's okay to reach out of course reach out to people whom you trust but don't hesitate so that's the way i'm looking at it right now got it and you think that this is still a hurdle for us and people are still not reaching out i think it depends on individuals so the way to do is like having having gone through this process whenever somebody talks to me i always tell them you are not alone right you don't have to solve this problem by yourself yeah totally yeah. and what would be that advice you will give to your future self one thing is uh, really really important for me is to remember that if you want to be uh, a champion compete and if you want to be a great champion compete with the best right but if you want to be the greatest champion compete with yourself so if i am getting better from yesterday i feel like i've done my part so that's that should be our goal because it's a never ending game i'll tell you like the more you look around like oh someone is doing better than yourself you will always be unhappy oh wow actually that's a really good tip for me myself yeah it Thank makes you. your life easy i'll tell yeah. you it makes your life easy and those incremental like baby steps motivate you further to do better i would say <laughs> yeah true uh, i'm going to switch the topic a little bit and talk about imposter syndrome mm-hmm. uh before we even start start talking about it do you have it monica oh of course if someone says that they don't have imposter syndrome then i think they are gurus i would say i do have my own imposter syndromes and how do you navigate it then the best way to navigate is first step is being aware about it um and then uh not just beating on itself but first is awareness the second thing is making it as your goal um to get out of that and you can have imposter syndrome for multiple things i would say uh but pick one or two goals every you know whatever you want like every quarter every six months and work on it don't like work on everything because you will not be able to resolve everything um i'll tell you like we are talking today um two and a half years back before pandemic had hit i mean you know that i i write a lot and that was my forte uh, that is still i want to write more and more and i never wanted to do podcasts or you know video or audio that was like uh, 
I would say not outside my comfort, but I just was, I felt like I'm not ready, right? That's the, that's the imposter syndrome I had. And I'm just going to do my, I'm going to express my views through my writings. That was my goal. And I continued and my uh, readers used to ping me like, hey, when are you writing the next one? So that kept me motivating and revalidating what I'm doing. But then at one point in pandemic, I got an invite and say, hey, we would like you to do keynote. And I'm like, forget about it, right? I don't even do podcasts or anything or, you know, this is not possible. And they were just pushing me. I'm like, okay, let me give it a try. And that was like a moment where when I heard my recording back and I was like, okay, not that bad. I can do a little better next time, but this is opening the doors. And in last two and a half years, I've done so many speaking events, uh, which were, and I have done in-person um, events as well. Um, and it has been like a moment that, okay, yes, it can be done. So that was just my one goal that I'm going to get myself out of this comfort zone and or an imposter syndrome for myself. And it has really paid well. Oh, wow. And Monica, to be very honest with you, you and the reason why I usually, most of the time I, I say this to you also that I aspire to be you is because you have grown in your career and you mm -hmm. also show a little bit of your vulnerability, which resonate with me. So that is, and for a leader who is like, now a VP and I is doing so much. It is so hard. I can, I can, I can feel that because I personally never tried to show my vulnerability, but you have shown me a different mirror, a different picture. And because you are out there, you talk about your pain points and you're growing in your career. So that's something that I want to be in my, my future. Well, it's, it's really important. It's like, um, how to put it this way, you know, when people up, when people invest in stocks, everybody talks about like, hey, I really made so much money. <laughs> Nobody talks about, you know, how much they lost. So yes. when you, because the real learning is when you, when you fail, right? The real learning happens then. And the point of showing my vulnerability or showing our vulnerability stories is not to show your, you know, grit, but more around like, hey, this happened. You know, these failures I had gone through, um, yeah. hopefully nobody else goes through it. And there is a way to come out of it. Yes, we will have other, you know, failures which will teach us. And the other thing is like, I always feel like, you know, we all come from, you know, different backgrounds, uh, different learning, different, you know, uh, career uh, growth as well. And if I can do it, you can do it, right? So it's nothing like which is impossible. So that's really important. And if you find those people in your journey, definitely, you know, keep in touch with them, I would say. Yeah, totally. Uh, Monica, I'm not going to let you go without answering um, this question for me. Okay. <laughs> because uh, due to this pandemic, right, in the past couple of year, years during this global pandemic, yes, violent act of racism, school uh -huh. shootings, and even loss of women's rights. How do you navigate your career and show up for your team when everything sometimes just feels upside down? Well, as a leader, first of all, you have to show the best in the sense like best with empathy and compassion. That's really important. 
for your team. Uh, as a leader, never be in that panic moment. Be very balanced, very poised. Be more strategic around listening and observing. That's really important. And understand whether there is a, you know, a topic around the social norm which is happening in the world or any economic topic which is affecting them. Do empathize with them. Um, it's not about like, hey, don't worry about it. Just focus on your work. That's not the way the world operates because we are all living in a society which is a blend of everything around us and especially working from home. It's very, you know, um, I would say the lines are pretty blurred around it. So it's really important. And then as a leader, you know, sometimes you have to do one-on-ones as well with specific folks because everybody gets affected in a different way, right? So for example, when this Ukraine war, you know, Ukraine and Russian war is happening and it has affected and I have global teams, right? So it's really important for me to touch base with those people and help them understand, listen them, like how can I help, right? In some form or shape, whether it is morally, you know, from work perspective, giving them some time off to settle down and, you know, have their own space. uh, It's really, really important. So being aware and being there for them, right? As a leader is really, really important because I think that matters the most. They are not asking for anything else, but they are just asking for your support and empathizing with them. Yeah, I totally relate to that. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Monica, for joining us for the in this podcast. Oh, thank you so and, much. Yeah, that. thank you so much for all your insights. I am so honored, actually, that you are part of our podcast community now. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Swapna. And I'm glad our paths connected. I know it has been a long time yeah. <laughs> we have been talking, but uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks. It was a pleasure.